Hey, welcome to the Healthy Steps with Nicole podcast, where it is my goal to help you see what is possible for your business, for your life, and for the sales that are going to get you there. Get ready to be inspired and supported while you launch and grow your health and wellness business. I'm Nicole Kramer, coach, sales expert, and health and wellness fanatic. Each week, I will be having amazing guest experts that will share with us their knowledge on mindset, money, how to attract your dream clients, successfully close sales, and so much more. Selling doesn't have to be hard. You can have the confidence and the clarity you need to create and grow your dream business. Hey, it's Nick. I wanted to grab your attention quickly because I have something really exciting to share with you. Uh, I am teaching a masterclass on October 28th called Six Months to Six Figures. And I'm gonna be sharing the details, the decisions, and everything I did along the way to create six figures of revenue in a six month time frame. Just to attach some numbers to it, my first half of 2020 was $16,000. My second half of 2020 was $96,000. And there were some things that clicked and definitely some decisions that I made to help make that possible. And I want to share it with you so that you can see what's possible in your business and in your life. And, you know, maybe your dream isn't to come to Milan and live and work like I'm doing. Maybe your dream is to buy a second vacation home. Maybe your dream is to buy your first home or send your kids to college or who knows? Maybe your dream is to have a spa day once a week. I don't care what it is. It's yours and it's possible. And I want to show you how you can create the cash flow and the consistency in your business in order to have whatever you dream and desire. So join me on October 28th. The masterclass is called Six Months to Six Figures. It is live and you will also have the chance to ask me questions and you'll get access to my six-figure toolkit, which is a workbook full of all the behind-the-scenes stuff that I did to create six figures of revenue in that six-month time frame. Things like my daily schedule, the team that I built, and just everything along the way. My funnel, you'll get a, a, an explanation of the funnel that I use in my business. And I want you to be a part of this because I know how powerful it can be for you in your life and in your business. So go to the show notes, click the link, join the masterclass on October 28th, and I cannot wait to see you there. Hello, hello. I am so excited to be here with you with one of my favorite parts of the week. It is my interview series with just some fantastic, amazing people doing big things in this world. And Allison Roberts is one of them. And I am so excited to have her here with us, introduce her to you and just have her share the amazing stuff that she shares from everything that she does in this world. So Allison, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I I just, I think you're amazing. So thank you for bringing me into your community. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So just a, a little background. Alice and I know each other because we are in a mastermind together, a fantastic mastermind and have connected through there. And I just saw what value she provides and puts out into this world. And I said, I need you in my community because my people will love you. Allison has been a coach now for how long? 25 years. <laughs> Allison has been a coach for 25 years. She is also one of the top 100 coaches in the world as ranked by, I believe it's a subsidiary of Forbes. Mm-hmm. A speed spot and Forbes. Yep. Okay. And has some amazing stories from her life that she has overcome in order to get to where she is and to be able to help and serve others. So Allison, thank you for showing up. And what I always tell my community is not letting your pain go to waste. I know you and I chatted about this a little bit before we went live. And that's just my big thing is we, we go through painful things in our lives. And I know this is your body of work. And my big thing is, because th- this is a health and wellness entrepreneur community, use your pain to help others heal from it 
take your experience that you need to, to have with it, but then show up powerfully and use it to, to serve and support others. Yeah. And the, the thing that a lot of people don't realize is that our greatest power is in our pain, is in our painful moments. It really honestly is. It sounds, it can sound so hokey to say out loud, but you know, when I'm working with people, I often will ask them, you know, what's the hardest thing that you've ever been through? And people are like, whoa, no one's ever asked me that before. You know, why, why are you asking me that? Like, because you're sitting here and you survived it. And I want to know what you're made of. Yeah. And a lot of times people don't even realize, you know, they just survived it. They don't think about, you know, how they survived it and the power that was inside of them to get them through those moments where they didn't think they were going to make it. I think that's the most amazing part about it is it's not as much about what happened to you. It's who you became yeah. because of it, the journey of who you become and what that brings, like you said, what that brings out of you. You know, I know you become while you're going through it too. Yeah. yeah. Um, because we're so programmed, you know, to get to the finish line. And no one talks. I mean, when you finish a marathon series, I don't know if you've ever run a marathon, but when you finish a marathon, all everyone is talking about when you tell them that you ran a marathon is like, how many miles was it? If they don't know, if they don't know there's 24 miles and, you know, how did it feel when you finish? But very few people talk about like, you have to change your socks a few times. It's even better if you change your shoes halfway through. Um, all the water that you have to drink along the way that you can't think about the finish line, like the finish line is that if you start thinking about the finish line, you're done. Like a lot of people don't finish a race when they're thinking about the finish line, but we're, we're just so programmed to, okay, we, well, we got through that. Let me just move on to the next thing. And that's why when I'm asking people like, what is the hardest thing you've ever been through? People don't want to go back and revisit it because they, they're, they're just ready to just move on, just move me on to the next thing. And I'm like, you're missing this huge nugget back here. Right. Yeah. It's so much of the person that you became through that thing that you overcame. And I think, you know, what was coming up for me as you were talking about marathons is first of all, I know that I heard recently, this is a statistic. I think it's mile 21 that everybody gives up on. Not everybody. Many people who don't finish the marathon, that's statistically where they give up. Is it mile 21? And it's like, that's when you kind of have to find that thing within you to keep going. Yeah. And it's not about, it's all mindset at that point. It's well, all about finding that power in you to keep going. Yeah. And I mean, you're right. The whole thing is mindset, but really like that last leg of it in anything that we go through, in anything that we go through. It's the mind over matter that gets us through to the other side of it. Right. Yeah. And that is, tell us about your body of work, what you do with your clients. And because it, it, it revolves a lot around what they've been through and what they're trying to overcome. Is that right? Yeah. So my background is cognitive behavior with battered women. That's what started the whole journey of, of healing way back when, when the dinosaurs roamed. Um, <laughs> we've come so far with domestic abuse. I mean, I think about how we used to handle domestic abuse 30 years ago. It's a completely different ball game, but we still have so much, so much work to do in that area. But anyway, that's where my journey got started. And then honestly, I just got really burned out with it. 
And so I put therapy down and I got my real estate license. And, but that's therapy too. I mean, if you're a really good realtor, you're doing therapy through the whole thing. Because people are losing, you know, they're spending a lot of money and they're leaving memories and they're divorcing or married. I mean, like it's a whole, it's a whole thing. <laughs> I can imagine. That's a big, isn't it one of like the top stressors of, of yes. anything anybody can go through is buying a home? Yes. And so I was really successful at it because you're back. I'm, you know, therapist. So yeah. like, it's okay. It's going to be all right. You know, and then the real estate crash happened and I went to a, a business coach and I was like, you know, I really don't want to go back into the battered women's world. I don't know what to do. She said, I think that you should combine everything that you know and be a life coach. So I was like, well, I've already been coaching. I mean, at that point, really, I'd already been coaching for like 15 years. So I thought, why not? So in 2007, I put my shingle up again and here I am. Wow. So you, since 2007, have basically been operating under this life coach title, but essentially you've brought everything in that you were doing before that to your body of work now. Yeah. Wow. Talk about, by the way, completing a marathon, going through difficult things in life. I just want to point out being in this space for 25 years is pretty darn amazing to have had the persistence and the tenacity to, because there's been a lot of ups and downs in the coaching space through all that time as well. Yes. It changed. It looks different than it did in 2007, right? Yeah. And I mean, I'm in Georgia. You can probably tell from my accent and I'm an intuitive coach. So um, I've been accused of being a witch and a a Satan worshiper. And my own father is a, is a minister, a Presbyterian minister, but that didn't matter. I mean, everybody, um, when they hear that word in the South intuitive, it's immediately like, Oh, I don't know, Allison, like, you know, your devil worshiping practice over there. Right. So I've, you know, I've had to work through that whole thing too. It's just, you know, but I don't, it's a calling and it's just, I mean, when something is a calling and it's grabbing at your heart, you just, you work through it. You just work through it. Well, I think there's a lot there too for my community because maybe the, the label, which wasn't used on them, but whatever label, it's like a lot of people don't understand what we are doing as a coach. And I think the coaching industry has been around for a while, but it is still new to a lot of people that are coming around to it and they don't get it. They don't understand it. And so while it may not be, Hey, what are you doing? You're intuitive. You're a witch. It also could be, Hey, what are you doing? Don't quit your day job. Why are you trying to do this coaching thing? Like I know a lot of the women in my community have dealt with family members who don't get it and try to tell them that they're doing something wrong or that, you know, and it's like, there's so much to be said for what you just shared because a lot of people go through that. Yeah. And, and, you know, now it's become a really saturated market. Mm -hmm. And so I think a lot of women who are coaches too feel like there aren't enough clients or there's not enough business to go around. And that is absolutely not true. That's the biggest lie on the face of the planet. It comes from lack and fear and really the coaches, women are being shamed. Yeah. They're, you know, they're, they're people, their family members or whatever, their husbands or whatever are trying to shame them into going back and being the person that they were before because 
the family or their spouse doesn't know how to deal with them, with their growth and their expansion and the changes that they're making and their independent, you know, nature and all that kind of thing. And that is, that is their families and their spouse's reptilian brain because our, that's what I work with. I work with all the neurotransmitters. I mean, that's what cognitive behavioral therapy is, is that our thoughts and our feelings are our reality. So, you know, if a woman wants to be a coach, if one of your clients wants to be a coach, but she's always been another thing, and then she goes to her husband and she's like, hey, I'm going to start this business. And he's like, over my dead body, or what does this look like? Or, you know, how are we going to pay the bills or whatever? That's his reptilian brain that's scared to death that they're going to, you know, die poor. Yep. Yeah. And it's really hard for, you know, in our position where we're trying to help female coaches build their business when they have this other personal thing happening in the background. It's really, it's a challenge and it's real. And I, and I don't pretend like it's not real because it's very real. Well, and I think what's also important to, to be said about that whole experience is that woman is also still building her confidence and courage in what yes. she does. And to have that barrage of like from friends and family and people that you love to keep hearing from their fear and scarcity and lack mentality that you're doing the wrong thing or don't do that. Or who do you think you are? It's like, it feeds right into our own fears and our own insecurities of like, I know I want to do this. My desire is speaking really loudly to me, but I also am afraid because these people that I love aren't behind it, don't support it. And I think that's one of the toughest parts that a lot of us have to find a way to keep going past that and not worry about as hard as it is, the people in our life that we love and respect that are trying to talk us out of it. Because at the end of the day, like you said, that's the reptilian brain. And that's just them wanting to, it's about them, right? They want to stay comfortable. It is about them. Right. And I coach a lot of women and I tell them, listen, two things are going to happen. You're either going to become the bold, powerful woman that you are, who's answering the call of the, of the universe. And you're going to get to turn around one day and say, not I told you so, but see, I told you that everything was going to work out. It's not, I told you so. It's just, I want you to look at the evidence. Everything has worked out and we are better for it. Or you can pull your legs and your head back into your shell and hide and be complicit with someone who doesn't want you to stand in your power and shine. And you're, in, you're going to end up divorced or sick or both. Yeah. Because you can only live that way for so long. Right. Yeah. It's going to, it's going to find its way to reveal it. I mean, that's why people get sick. That's why people end up, you know, divorced is because they didn't follow what their truth was and it reveals itself eventually in some way. It does. I mean, that's why I ended up divorced. It's because I was trying to be complicit and go along and his wife and not Allison. There's a big difference between the two. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you coach women on helping them really rise and and hear their own inner truth and, and listen to that and answer that. Yes. And do it in a way that is logical through thought models, through cognitive behavioral therapy, spiritual, which is 
you know, listening, trusting your intuition, calling in angels, guides, and masters. Um, and those two things combined is personalized science. That's what I call it. I call it personalized science. And when you are being mindful and you're practicing it from a place that makes sense, the way that you show up is way different than just being like, I'm going to be bold and powerful and I'm going to do this thing and you'll see. Um, That's great. That's wonderful. But you also have to have a plan in place that works. Um, Otherwise, you're just throwing spaghetti against the wall and then you're screaming and crying and you're wondering, how did I end up back here again? And your husband is like, you've put $25,000 on our gold MX and you don't have any clients. And, you know, I gave you a year and, and it's not working out for us. And then she's all in shame and guilt and debt. And none of it makes sense. And usually women who get to that point are the ones who end up on my doorstep. And they're like, listen, my husband said that I can work with you for six months. But after that, you know, it really is the end. And I'm like, good, I'm glad he gave you six months. I can do a lot with people in six months. I can turn your life around in six months. So, you know, it's hard work. Right. Hard work. I'm not, I'm not one of those. I'm not a hoorah coach. I'm one of those coaches that is like, listen, you've wasted a lot of time doing this over here and we're not doing that anymore. So we're going to come over here. We're going to start doing this now and you're going to follow this path. And, and you know, women that follow that path, they make it. People who in my program that do the work actually turn their lives around and they start seeing prosperity and peace and joy in their a lot of times their husbands will start working with me too. It's happened more times than not where husbands are like, whoa, yeah, you know, who, who, who are you working with? What's happening? Can I work with her too? And yeah. Yeah. Can I work with her too? I'm like, yeah, but you're going to, it's the same deal, dude. You got to do it this way. Yeah. You can't do it the way that, because another, you know, that's the other thing is that men will show up and be like, okay, well, you know, this is the way that my wife and I do things. And I'm like, yeah, this is what got you in trouble. Right. How you got to where you are. Yeah. Yeah. Un- unlearning and rewiring, right? Yes. But that's a yes. lot of what your work is. Yes. And being willing. Yeah. A lot of my work is willingness. Yeah. Willing to do your homework every single day. Right. Willing to stop doing things that don't work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those are the two big ones. Yeah. Two changes, 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 right? Like yes. Gotta, what got you here is why we're here now. And what's going to get you there is not the same thing. It's not. Yeah. Yeah. I think that willingness is really key. Like you said, because if you're not ready to be coachable, if you're not willing to, and if you don't fully trust me, then there's going to be some resistance in certain places where you might not do the work and that's going to interfere with you getting the results that you're looking for. Well, and the not trusting us is just a projection. Most people don't trust themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and I call it Rita the reptilian, right? She's got a cigarette. <laughs> she's got a full that's glass so of bourbon. Yeah. And she's in there telling you the big, the three big lies that we tell ourselves. I don't know. I can't, it's too hard. So she's in there and you're trying your best, you know, 
you're doing all this hard work. And all along, she's like, it's not going to work. Yep. So it's, it's learning. Yeah. It's, it's learning to work with her Mm -hmm. so that you become the boss of your brain and not let her be the boss of you. Right. Hey, I'm interrupting you real quick because I know you're enjoying this podcast and I know you're listening to this podcast because you care about your business. You care about the people you work with and you want to help people. As a matter of fact, you want to help more people. But I bet you often ask yourself, where am I going to find clients? And I've got your answer. I have a free training video for you. It is called 33 Places to Find Clients, and it comes with a workbook where you can take notes on all the 33 places that I give you. So I want you to get this downloaded. It's free. Get it today because ultimately it's going to help you understand where to go every day to interact with people so that you can start to get more clients and help more people, which is the goal of all of this. So go to healthystepswithnicole.com backslash 33 places, download it watch it. I can't wait to hear from you and hear what you think about it because this is going to be a game changer for you to know every day where you need to go and what you need to do to find more people to become your clients. Okay. Now back to the show. You know, you said something and I really like the phrase personalized science. And I also noticed it in your post yesterday. And I just thought it was so beautiful how that was the first time I'd ever heard it. And obviously it's a phrase that you coined. And I don't know if you want to share any any part of that post, but it was so amazing how it was like very synchronistic what you described in it. And and then you brought up the idea of personalized science. What What is that? How would you describe that? Well, being a scientist, you know, studying the brain and, and how our thought becomes our behavior and how our behavior becomes our results. I was so into that for so long. And being in the South and being shamed so much for tapping into angels, guides, and masters, and and trusting intuition, that I kind of put my spirituality over to the side, and I just focused on the science piece. And then I got burned out with that and put that down, and then just focused on the spirituality piece. And I realized it's kind of like, the combination of the two is kind of like a Reese's peanut butter cup. (laughs) You know, when you put the two together, it's like, it's so delicious and it's something that you actually want and you crave. Mm -hmm. And it's that thing that is just like ooey gooey and amazing. So yes, the science works by itself and yes, the spirituality can work by itself. But when you put the two together, it becomes so personal and so powerful and the, the outcome that you get when you put the two together is, it's a win-win. It creates a win-win. Right. That's amazing. What advice would you give? Cause I have a lot of clients that have Rita the reptilian as their, as their <laughs> business partner, <laughs> oh, yeah. right? Like she's there with them in every meeting, everything that they do. And I've known Rita as well. You know, she, she's, she's haunted me before, but I have a lot of clients that get stuck in that. Like what were the it's too hard. I don't know how. And I, I can't. can't. Yeah. Right. yeah. What advice? Because they know, you know, I just said to a client the other day, she was like, I just don't know if this is meant for me. And I said, well, you keep showing up week after week. That's more than anything else. Like if you really didn't know this was meant yeah. for you, you wouldn't be here. But we always want to just keep beating ourselves. We're looking for what's wrong instead of for what's right in so many ways. What advice do you have? Because there's a lot of women in this community that are in that 
Rita the reptilian, you know, she's my buddy, she's she's my partner kind of mode where they're just coming up against their limitations all the time. But they know they really want to do this. What would you say? What I would say to them is that if your way out of something feels familiar, but sinking. If I keep coming to Nicole Kramer and I want to work with you and let, and I don't even know how much you are, but let's just say it's $5,000, right? And I, and I want to work, I show up to all your lives and I show up to all your launches, but then Rita's back here going, you know, don't have the money, can't spend it. You know, it's going to be too hard to juggle car payment and mortgage and Nicole, you know, if that feels familiar, but really gross or just like, man, I just, I want to work with her. And I, 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 I would say to her, you think that you have to pay the mortgage. You don't, we don't have to pay mortgages, but we want to, we want a house. So we find the money to pay our mortgage. You don't have to drive the car that you drive, but you want to, you want to. So every month you find $700 or $500 or $300 for that car payment. You don't have to wear makeup. You don't have to have highlights. You don't have to get facials. You don't have to send your kids to private school. You don't have to do it. You want to. So you find the money to do it. And so the thing is, is that coaching Either the person either has to, it has to feel like they have to have it. Mm -hmm. So they find the money or they have to realize that they don't have to have anything. They want everything and they find the money for the things that they want. And so they want you. So they're going to find the money because they want you. Because mm. it's never about the money. Oh, thank you for saying that. Isn't that the truth? Everybody not, thinks it is when they're trying to justify why they can't do it. Well, I don't have the money, but it's never about the, and what you just said was so beautiful. It's like, you don't have to drive that car, but you, you to do it because you want to, you don't have to wear that makeup. And chances are you're not wearing the cheapest makeup that you can find. You're wearing something that you wanted because it's a nice brand or it does something that you really, you know, desired for it to do for you. You found the money. Right. And I just, from my perspective, what came up for me when you were saying that is I remember when I wanted to get a dog, there were people that were like, don't do it. It's really expensive. Like, where are you going to like, that's a lot of money. And now I have her and I don't even think about like, I just, I find a way to make it happen. Right. I have the dog. I love her. I feed her. I take her to the vet. I do what I need to do. And like, I found a way to make it happen. And, you know, I said to somebody not too long ago too, like when you decide to have kids, you don't have all the money sitting in the bank that you're going to need for that kid. Yes. for Years. You know what I was just going to say is that no one has a kid with $1.2 million sitting in a savings account, ready, ready to raise the kid. They don't, you, they want the kid and they find a way the kids not planned. But then once that, that pregnancy test is positive, then the person is like, babe, <laughs> hate to break it to you. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and then on the other side of it, women who are really convinced, you know, I'm, I'm a pro-choice woman. I believe that women should have the right to do whatever they need to do for themselves. And so, you know, on the other side of that, if the pregnancy test is positive and a woman is just like, 
I don't have $1.2 million and I don't have a village and I can't do this, then she finds the money to terminate the pregnancy. Even if she doesn't have it, she finds it. She borrows it. She gives blood or does whatever she... So we find the money for the things that we feel like we absolutely have to have. And we usually put ourselves last and that it's a heartbreaking reality, but it's true. Because we're on the topic of money, and I know that you have the spirituality side to your personalized science, what would you say, because this is what I see so often happen. We want the thing, and in our minds, we're like, okay, I'll find the money. People try to find the money first before they say yes to the thing. (laughs) What do you have to say about saying yes to the thing first and what happens next? So I have a personal story about this. So my very first big investment in a coach is Lisa Nichols. And for people that don't know what, who she is, she was in the secret. You can look her up. She's amazing. So one of my clients gave me a plane ticket and a VIP ticket to sit on the front row to see Lisa Nichols. This was like seven, eight years ago. Before you were working with her, obviously. Oh yeah. Before I was working with her. Didn't even know who she was. You know, she was like, she's she's the, you know, African-American in the secret. And I'm like, oh my God, I loved her. I love her. So I went to San Diego and the whole way on the plane, I'm like, I know she's going to try and sell something. I'm not doing it. This is the whole way on the plane. And I was married at the time. I told my husband, not going to, don't worry about it, babe. Falling for that. (laughs) No, I'm not not falling for it. It's all good. So he's like, oh, thank God. You know? And so we get there and the first day I was just like mesmerized, but then I went back to the room and he's like, you've got that look in your eye. And I'm like, I'm not going to do it. It's okay. It's good. I'm not doing it. Then the next day I came back and he's like, you've got that look in your eye. And I'm like, I'm hiring her. (laughs) And he was like, WTF, you know? And I was like, listen, it's my money. You know, I'm hiring her. I'm not going to, I'm not, because, and I do believe women that you should have your granny chair. Every woman should have her own money, her own account. I don't care if you've been married one day or a hundred years, every woman should have her own money. So I said, I'm, I'm, I'm going to use my own money. Well, between you and me and the women watching this Facebook, the cash that I had was four grand to my name. That was mine. And I had a really high credit score and Lisa Nichols was $14,000. And I called American Express and just got it in my name. And when I say money, I mean money that is your own credit card too. I mean, I don't believe that couples have to you know, reveal every last single thing that's going on. If you say, listen, I'm paying for this. This is mine. I think that that's really healthy. It's just healthy. I agree. Um, and I've always said, I've said this for 25 years. That, so anyway, I called American Express and she was like, um, Ms. Roberts, how much, how much money do you need on the credit card? And I said, I need $14,000. And she was like, well, you only qualify for 10. I was like, okay, that's fine. So I gave Lisa Nichols everything I had. I wrote her a check for four grand out of the only money that I, the only cash I owned had to my name. 
and I charge the other 10,000 on the American Express credit card. And the monthly payment was $1,642 or something. And I made it, I made it happen. I said yes way before. Because here's the thing, um, and I'm, it's gonna, it, I get emotional every time I talk about this, but working with Lisa Nichols changed my life in such a phenomenal way. And it wasn't until I told God, I want to do this. And I was walking the beach by myself that morning with Starbucks coffee in my hand. And he was like, you know, you can charge it. Mm. And I just got chills. I get chills every single time I tell the story. He's like, just call American Express, Allison, and just charge it. And I never would have thought to do that. As simple as it sounds, like it sounds so simple to just go get a credit card, but it's not something that I just, I didn't, I don't live off of credit. I don't, I'm not one of those people that walks around with big credit card balances. It's just not, I can't, it causes a lot of stress for me. And so when God was like, Allison, just charge it. I was like, it was uncomfortable, but it was inspired. And I knew that it was God's voice. And I knew that if I did it, that he would take care of me. And I made that money back very, very quickly and tripled and quadrupled and quantipled and all of the stuff. So I think that when we're trying to push and shove and make something happen, we're just, we're just doing such a disservice to yeah. ourselves. Oh, I, I completely agree. I, I just think it's hard to understand the old version of me or not old version, the couple of years ago, maybe 10 years ago version of me wouldn't have been in a place to understand that because I wasn't available to understand it. Once you've lived through it and you've taken that risk and that chance on yourself, if you, and you've seen like, oh my gosh, it worked out, it happened, but it has to come from That's why when you were saying like, if we, if we want it, we'll find a way. And I wanted to, to point out, because I know you know this so well, that it's not always about us overthinking it to find a way. Sometimes it's just allowing that inspire, like you got that intuitive hit straight from God. And it was not lost on me. The part of the story, I had chills through the whole thing, was not lost on me that the amount that they would give you from Amex added together with the money that you had was the exact amount you needed to make that dream come true. Yeah. Just so, I always say coincidences are God's way of remaining anonymous. Here's the thing. I didn't even know why I was coaching with her. I just knew I had to do it. I didn't even know what the outcome was going to be. And I think that so many times when we overthink things, like I know that I'm not a person's person because you have to interview with me to become my client because I have to know that I'm your person, not the other way around. (laughs) Um, So I know that I'm not someone's person, if they're like, Allison, in six months from now, okay, now what is my life going to look like? You know, I've got my pen, my paper. So give me, give me the six things. Cause that, and I'm like, I'm not your person. Yeah. And it's not that I don't believe in the results that I give people, but I don't want to work with someone who is not open to God, giving them something even better than they, than they're imagining. I'm not their person. If they're not open to them seeing one path and, and trusting that God has something even bigger and better and more amazing 
but they can't see it right now because they're not, they haven't grown to that point, then I'm not their person. That's such a good way to put it. It's like, if you need that much, if if you're at the level that you're at and you need that much certainty or asking for that much certainty of what's going to happen and how it's going to look, it's like, it's cool. I'm just not your person. No, because I'm not going to complete your work with them. If that's where they're coming, if, if that's, if that's where they're at. Yeah. Because I mean, the work that I do, it creates a ripple effect. And I, I just very quickly want to give like a really quick science lesson on ripples. But if you and I are standing in a pond and we both have a rock and we throw it into the water, the water doesn't get to choose whose rock it ripples with. It has to ripple. And if we have the same size rock and we throw it with the same velocity, the water is going to ripple the exact same way, not because it chooses to, but because it can't do anything other than that. And the work that I do, it creates a ripple effect in people's lives that when when they show up and they're actually doing the work, the ripple effect is powerful and it's huge. And so if someone shows up to me and they're like, the water can only ripple <laughs> this one way because I'm spending, you know, $3,500 with you, Allison, and, and, that, and that's all the money that I have. And sometimes it is all the money that someone has, but I've been there. Mm-hmm. I've been there. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I'm like, it's not about the money. If you're, if you're going to make it about the money, then I'm not your person. If you're going to make it about the outcome, I'm not your person. And I just don't, I don't struggle and fight with it. It's like, there, there are people who are your people and, and I'm just, I'm not your person. Well, and just from a, you know, cause I'm the sales coach from a sales perspective, if you struggle and fight with it, then on the call, like that's going to kind of be the nature of your work together is it's going to be a lot of struggling and fighting. And yeah. so I totally respect you setting that boundary and knowing like I get on the call with people and I need to make sure I know I'm their person, not even just, can I help them? Do I want to help them? Are they coming to me from that space of availability and willingness? Yes. Uh, what bigger is in store for me that I couldn't have possibly dreamt up from the level that I was at? Because there's right. always something bigger coming. There's always something. Bigger. There's always, there's always someone sitting at the table across the restaurant who's going to pick up your tab. There's always the bartender who's going to send over the best bottle of champagne. We just have to be available for those amazing surprises. Yeah. Stay open to it. It's all there. It's all in the quantum realm, right? Like all those possibilities already exist. Yeah. And it's real. Yeah. I I read something. um, You'll probably love this. And then I want you to share with people where they can find more of you because I know they're loving this right now. The wealthy you, and it may have been from Liz, maybe on one of my sessions with Liz, we talked about this. Everybody in this community knows Liz because she, she did a talk in here once, but she's mindset coach that is, uh, that I've worked with. And she said the wealthy you and, oh no, this is from happy pocket full of money. The wealthy you and the non-wealthy you both exist right now. And the one you're experiencing is the one you believe in. You're available for. Yeah. And there's, and you can't fake it. Right. Yeah. You can't, you can't fake it. You can't monitor yourself through it call in your angels. It doesn't work that way. You have to truly do the work. Yeah. And and embody it. There's a different level of that. Intellectually, you might understand it, but 
spiritually, you may want it. The understanding it and the wanting it is not where it's at. You have to become that person and that takes work. It's work and dedication. And I think that's why a lot of people don't get the results because at some point they, I mean, this is your work. So you've seen it, you know, they, the work is hard. Yeah, it is hard. It's called um, work. Have it, right. Exactly. That's why it's, it's, it's not called self-feather. It's called. Right. <laughs> yeah. it's not called a day in the park. It's called work. Right. <laughs> Exactly. Now, finding days in the park and experiencing joy and pleasure in between is also important, but the work is how you get the results that you're looking for. We had a question here, and I know Chantel said it's scary when you're already invested in several people. I don't have a problem investing in coaching. It's just that I have trouble trusting the outcome. And I think that goes back to what you said earlier. It's trust in ourselves. Yeah. Like there's, there's not an outcome that anybody can produce, create, or be responsible for, for you. It's, it's you. Well, I mean, I, I have enough years of experience under my belt. I mean, I, the other day, one of my assistants, she and I figured out that I've coached over 10,000 people. Yeah. It's a lot of people. It's a lot of people. So 10,000 effects, triple effects. Yeah. So, I mean, to Chantel, I would say to her, I know what people's outcome can be. I know it because I've seen it. So it's not that someone's coming to me and I'm like, well, listen, I don't know what your outcome is going to be. You, you just have to, no, 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 no. What I'm saying is there's a formula that I have. All I can do is take you and plug you into the wall. That's, that's my job. And my job, my job as a coach is to make sure that a person stays plugged in, you know, and I can be a bitch sometimes. I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie. A loving bitch, but I can really, I can be that person who is like, listen, you're, you've unplugged, you know, and the reason that you're not seeing the outcome that you want is because you're over here in the corner with Rita and you're believing everything that she's telling you and you're going down this old familiar path. And my job is to make sure that I only let you get 10 or 12 steps down that path. I am, And there are, there are some coaches who, you know, you see them once or twice a week and then they, they leave you to go off and do your thing. I'm not one of those people. You have 24 seven access to me. Wow. Cause I want you to get the, now that it comes with boundaries, it comes with boundaries, but I, I am one of those coaches. I'm very, very hands-on. I'm not one of those people that's like, I read this little, I want you to read this post-it. And then I'm, I want you to read this book right here and then show up next Tuesday. No. Yeah. Cause it's not going to get you right. That doesn't get people results. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. And over 10,000 people that you've helped who work with men and women, right? I do. Mm-hmm. Mostly women, 97% women. Yeah. Do you think that's because they're more willing to do the work and to step into that container? I think that we do a huge disservice to men. I think society expects men to have it all together and they have to fake it that they have it all together. And it's, it's very scary for, it's much scarier for a man to come to me and say, I need help. I'm drowning Mm -hmm. than it is for a woman. You know, we, you can call me and be like, Oh, I'm drowning. Oh my God. And I'll be like, I love you. It's okay. It's good. I've got you. And, but men don't do that. Unfortunately, I wish they did. 
I wish they felt safe enough to do it more. Yeah. But you're right. We've conditioned them to believe that that's not for them. Yeah. And it's sad. I hate it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, the work you do is beautiful and amazing and obviously is opening up more men to that opportunity and hopefully the willingness. And especially like you said, when they see their wives going through it, it's part of the ripple effect, right? Because the ripple gets to, I just had a client the other day say, you know, because of you, I'm coaching my, like I'm helping my husband with things. He's so open now because he's seen what, you know, what I've been able to do. And so she found a coach for him. Please don't do that. Why it's please don't do that. She found a coach for him. Oh, for him. Okay, good. I thought she she started, he started seeing what she was doing and she was talking to him about it because he was then open to what he was seeing in her. And so she worked and found a coach for him. I love that she found a coach for him. I just see a lot of women try to be their husband's coach and it's just like, Oh, please don't do that. There's a, a conflict of interest there, right? Like there's a pre-existing mm-hmm. relationship that will prevent that from really happening. Yeah. And it can turn dangerous. Yeah. yeah. You know, emotionally because you can't be everything to each other and a wife can't be objective. Right. She's coaching him to be the man that she always has wanted him to be. And it gets very gross and slimy quickly. Yeah, Yeah, you're so right. I can see that. So yeah, having, I I agree. I think having those boundaries and, you know, if he wants to be coached, having a coach that's not his wife (laughs) is probably really, yeah, really important. Or or the husband, the husband shouldn't coach the wife either. Right, right. To keep the relationship intact and keep everything. I think that's important. Yeah. So people want to know where to find more of you because they are loving you. Where can they find you, follow you, get more of you? Because I know you're on social media. So tell us where. Yeah. So I have a a group in Facebook that's really interactive and very supportive. It's Outrageous Results. They can find me there. Um, You can go to my website. You can find me there, allisonroberts.com, A-L-L-Y-S-O-N. I've been spelling that for 55 years. Um, (laughs) Yeah, come, come to my website and then all the links to everything to Facebook and Instagram and all that stuff are on my website too. So they can get that. And, and um, Roberts.com is the website. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And there's free meditations that they can get on my, through my website and all kinds of stuff. Free so classes. Cards, you have, do you sell the crystals too? Or is that just like, I remember seeing um, something about crystals that you had as well collaborate with a with a woman that sells all that stuff so if they want all that stuff I will definitely put them in touch with her this was so like literally so powerful behind the power and very powerful for everybody (laughs) here and be a part of this and I just love how you so openly share your stories of what you've gone through like what we talked about at the beginning you know sharing your experience and sharing the pain that you've gone through to help others and and you do that so beautifully thank you Yeah. yeah thank you thanks for having me here You're welcome. Thanks for being here. I appreciate it. Yeah. Again, thank you so much for being here and sharing with my community. We so appreciate it. All right. That is a wrap for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. And by the way, if you like this, subscribe because there's more good stuff coming your way. Also, please leave a review. It would mean so, so much to me and it would help others who are considering listening to this podcast to understand how amazing it is. And while you're at it, why not share with a friend? And by the way, one last thing, I would love to hear from you. I would love to connect with you. So you got a couple options. 
You can check me out on Instagram at Healthy Steps with Nicole. You can find me in my private Facebook group, Nicole Sales Superstars, or you can go to my website, healthystepswithnicole.com. I would love to hear from you and I can't wait.